Welcome to Talent Hub Talk. I'm Ben Duncan, and on this podcast, I will be interviewing prominent and inspirational figures from both the local ANZ and global Salesforce Ohana. Welcome to our last episode of 2021, and thank you very much if you've been a consistent listener to the episodes throughout the year. Hopefully you've enjoyed them, hopefully you've got some value from them, and if you have any recommendations or insight as to what you'd like to hear in 2022, then please reach out and let us know because we would love to ensure that we're delivering the content and insight that you are looking for. So this is going to be a short episode reviewing 2021 and kind of what I saw throughout the year in the ANZ Salesforce market. So where do I start? I mean, 2021 has been the busiest year in the Salesforce market that I've seen, the busiest year in the recruitment market that I've ever seen, having been a recruiter for coming up to 14 years now. The market was absolutely insane. And we did see major talent shortages across Really all skill sets, I would say, really, you know, from admins all the way through to technical architects and then some of the kind of niche product areas. Everyone seemed to be hiring all different company types and everyone seemed to be struggling really to attract really top talent. So we we really saw the bulk of the shortages in the technical space. So developers and architects, technical and solution architects, I should add. And then also a real demand and supply imbalance in the marketing cloud, commerce cloud, and DevOps space. So DevOps continued to be a really, really in-demand skill set through 2021. We saw multiple large-scale Salesforce customers looking for people with DevOps skills. And that that's something that has been a kind of an emerging trend and an emerging need, I guess, over the last few years. And I feel that people that positioned themselves well a few years ago, moving into the DevOps space, have done really well over the last couple of years, but definitely in 2021, where we saw a real demand in this area and the rates and and salaries in this space were really going up as well. So that's probably been one of the most in-demand skills, as well as I would say marketing cloud, which is interesting because in our survey earlier in 2021, we, we did see that the feedback from our customer base was that marketing cloud skills and the marketing cloud platform is going to be a growth area this year. And, and that's definitely something that we saw. So the demand was really driven for, uh, there were a few factors. One of them was long-term projects really sucking up resources. Many of these projects will continue into 2022, but we saw a number of government departments hiring large scale teams of Salesforce professionals, a mixture of functional and, and technical resources, again, quite heavy on developers. And that's why the developer skill set was definitely one that was hard to come by in 2021. But alongside the long-term projects that kicked off, you had also a number of consulting partners that were in real growth mode and looking to hire and, and scale their teams. And then also with the border closures, it meant that no new talent was coming into the ecosystem, which really had a real knock-on effect of the supply that, that just wasn't able to keep up with the demand across the ecosystem. We did see some major growth for some of the, what I would call challenger Salesforce partners. So, so the kind of tier below the Accentures, the Deloitte's, the Capgeminis of this world, we saw some companies go from startup to scale up to, to really impressive numbers in terms of their consulting practices. And I think a lot of that came down to them becoming employers of choice. So 
we found that some people in the ecosystem were kind of favoring some of the mid-tier partners over the, the big global SIs. And uh, I think it came down to a way that they were positioning themselves. So they had built some fantastic cultures. They had really great training options. Even some of the smaller partners now have CTAs and were able to, to sell their brand and business to potential employers on the fact that they would be able to learn from potentially one or more CTA. And then also the type of work that some of these mid-tier partners were winning and taking on was proving to be quite attractive to the Salesforce market. And um, we also did see some growth in some of the bigger partners as well. So, and also some of the, the really small partners have grown as well. So yeah, I think it was a good year for the Salesforce partner ecosystem and landscape. And I'm sure there'll be some, some plans to continue on that growth into next year. It was really positive to see some of the Salesforce partners hiring um, newbies or people coming into the ecosystem that hadn't worked with Salesforce before. So yeah, that was great to see. We saw a number of the kind of smaller partners do that. And also some of the bigger partners have partnered with the Salesforce Talent Alliance and have been hiring people that you know, haven't necessarily come through the, the graduate route or come from another partner. And really, I think this is key if we're going to see continued growth of Salesforce talent in the ANZ region. In terms of rates and salaries, um, we definitely saw rates and uh, daily rates and, and salaries on the rise throughout 2021. We saw, interestingly, we saw salaries increase in all regions of, of Australia and New Zealand, really. And I think Historically, you've, you've had the major, the hub, so the, you know, the Auckland in New Zealand, Wellington, you've had obviously Sydney and Melbourne in Australia, where a lot of the talent kind of resides and where a lot of the bigger projects are. But through 2021, we actually saw some salaries increasing in the kind of locations where salaries can sometimes be a little bit flat, like Queensland, like South Australia. And we actually saw quite a few people that were hired in these areas to work on projects in the bigger city hubs. Like, you know, some people were being hired from Brisbane to work on a Sydney-based project or working on a, a Melbourne-based project from Brisbane and were being paid the salary or the daily rate that they could expect if they were living in Sydney or Melbourne. And I think this has had a real knock-on effect in some of the other states where people are having to now pay more for local talent because of remote working and because really there's nothing to stop anyone from hiring anyone across Australia now or, or across New Zealand, which means that really there's, you know, companies that were perhaps paying a little bit less than they should have or paying salaries that they felt were aligned to the state in which they were in. And that's really not something they can get away with now. And, and really, they're going to have to start paying the salaries that someone with the skill set can demand, whether they're working in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, or in some of the, the hubs in New Zealand. So that was quite interesting to see. And I think that's that's something that will be interesting to see how that kind of rolls out and plays out through into next year. The companies that we felt did really well through hiring last year were the ones that did embrace remote working. We did see companies that were, were ultimately open to hiring anywhere across Australia for talent. And ultimately, yeah, that, that enabled them to find and secure high quality talent. Whereas if they were only looking in the, the state or city in which they're in, they would have really struggled. So yeah, I think companies that quickly adapted and, and got on board with that actually did quite well through hiring through this year. And uh, the ones that have still been looking for people that are a commutable distance from their office are the ones that have struggled and, and have really yeah, made it difficult for themselves to, to hire top talent. And just because people don't want to be in the office, or if they do want to be in the office, it's only a couple of days a week. In, in most cases and not full time. 
So yeah, I really think that's been a challenge for some companies to get their head around and, and some companies to get on board with, but the ones that did adapt and, and went fully into the remote working model really were the ones that made successful hires or were consistently hiring good people through the, the course of the year. We have seen uh, companies that had some strict red tape around salary banding, their recruitment processes, and uh, having a lot more structure and rigor around how they go through a recruitment process were the ones that really struggled. Companies that weren't able to adapt to rising salaries or weren't able to, to kind of keep up with the salaries and were typically paying kind of, like I would say, for a senior consultant, were paying consultant salaries and, and paying a tier below what they should have, perhaps, if they'd have kept up with the market. Those were the companies that had the, the biggest challenge in, in hiring at scale. Obviously, they, they would be able to hire certain skill sets and at certain times, but to really hire at scale, I feel uh, these were the challenges that they perhaps didn't overcome. And it will be interesting to see how these companies adapt next year and try and keep up with some of the smaller partners or the companies that have kind of less red tape or can move a little bit quicker. So yeah, all in all, I think the, the year was great for developers. Uh, it was great for everyone across the Salesforce skill set with experience. I still think there were, were some challenges for people finding their first role in the ecosystem. But for people with experience, 2021 would have been looked on as a, a fairly positive year for most across their Salesforce careers, definitely in the marketing cloud space, definitely for developers and architects, and also for, for skill sets like DevOps as well, which you know, it's an area where I still feel there's a lot of growth and, and it's an area where people can specialize. And that's something to keep an eye on into next year. So I hope you had a, a really positive 2021. Uh, like I said uh, at the beginning, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast throughout the year. And if you do have any recommendations or things you'd like to hear more on or, or kind of episodes that have definitely resonated with you, then we would love to hear from you. So enjoy the rest of your break and I look forward to catching up in the new year. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talent Hub Talk. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd love it if you could subscribe and also leave a short review. Um, we're keen for this podcast to reach as many people in the Salesforce ecosystem as possible, and your reviews will help us.